Hey, this is Chris from King Perth. You're listening to Kinky Confessions, the podcast. Today's guest is a digital content creator. She's a model that I've been following on Instagram for a few years. And my confession, would you know it, is that she is my celebrity hall pass, if I had one. She's bright, she's bubbly, she's beautiful. If I can ask, what is your name and what is your kinky confession? Yeah, it's over to you. Yeah, yeah. You look at no, 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 no. We go. This is, we're rolling. This is it. I'll turn the music down on your intro. Well, that was fucking great. Well played. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Take two. So, who are you, and what is your kinky confession? My name is Gigi. My kinky confession. There's a few of them, I think. A few of them? Okay. We'll start in alphabetical order. Alphabetical order. Okay, that makes it a little bit harder. Um, I, mm, I'm into most, most things probably. I love impact. I love degradation, humiliation. Gosh, I'm trying to think of what else. A bunny. You are a beautiful bunny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even talk about, um, rope. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Still a very baby bunny. Um, I've been doing Shibari on and off for about probably three years, but only recently in the past six months, it's been like turning the heat up on the Shibari. I've been doing lots of like suspensions and meeting a bunch of new people and doing that sort of thing. So that's been really, really eye-opening and really fun. What's the rope community like in Perth? The rope community in Perth is varied. Um, There are, and like any sort of community, especially small communities, there are pockets in it. And I tend to, you know, I tend to sort of spend most of my time or interact with people in sort of one pocket of that community. A lot of them are um, women and they hold a really, really beautiful, like welcoming space and they're very easy to connect with. And they're also absolutely incredible humans and incredible at what they do. Shibari's freaking hard. Um, Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, like anything, there's a lot of consent involved, a lot of trust like a lot of trust. Do you go to a venue or a club? Um, I've done it at various sort of events. Um, so the the one where I sort of started getting back into rope uh, in the past six months is Raunchy Ropes, which is um, a small, like it's a vetted event yep. and they run it out of different places um, and they run one for females and non-binary and then they run one for everyone Everyone. basically to come to and they do it every um, one or two months and that's where I met most of the people that I do most of my rope work with now as well yeah so just a bunny or are you a rigger as well very very beginner um rigger (laughs) like literally just starting to learn yeah I've tied I've tied a couple of people before but again it's just very much like um we call it like lab practice or lab tying so just really trying to learn the ropes and actually know what I'm doing with the rope and how to place it properly on someone and every other safety consideration that you have to have to um so what's the feeling that rope gives you it depends on the day it depends on the day depends on the person depends on the literally everything um I got into it because it was one of the few times where I can sort of tap out of everything that's going on in my head and I can actually just tap into my body and be like cool How's everything feeling right now? Am I feeling good? Am I not feeling good? Um, And because you're more focused on physical sensation, right? Sensation is then heightened as well, which is really, really nice um, because normally, you know, we don't really take time to slow down and actually 
feel what our bodies are feeling. Um, we're very much, well, I'm very much in my head. I'm a complete overthinker. So it's meditative. Very meditative. But then it's, there's also times where I go into rope and I'll say to my rigger before we start, like, I'm in the mood to be humiliated today or, like, I'm in the mood to for some degradation or just, like, fuck me up, basically. And then I just get, so that's a different kind of release. I don't find it meditative, but it is a different kind of very release. Very bratty. Yeah, but see, I'm not particularly at all. Um, it's more, like, I can be, but again, it depends on the person. Because yeah. that doesn't fly very well with everyone, yeah. you know. It has to work with the person that you are actually um, tying with. Otherwise, it can just be like, okay, I'm getting nothing out of this. I don't want to fucking die with you again. Like, How do you feel being suspended? Suspension's awesome. Yeah. Suspension is, for me, it always makes me very appreciative of my body because you, at the time you're like, oh, you know, it doesn't, you know, I'm up here, I'm doing it. I'm a little bit uncomfortable, but like maybe I can, I know in my head because I just, I keep trying to overachieve as well. Maybe I can do something more difficult or something that's harder on my body. But then I'll like come out of the suspension, see photos or videos of me in the suspension. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, I look at those photos. I follow you on Instagram. They look amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, But how you get your body in some of those positions, you just think, oh my God. God. Yeah, well, it's just sort of like a one, it's a one step at a time thing getting in the air and then the same coming out. But also the more you do it, as with anything, you get a better understanding of what your body is capable of. Yeah. And then maybe with a, in a safe space and with a person that knows your body and your limits pretty well, you can also push that and see if you can get like a little bit further or hold it a little bit longer or... Um, which I'm very privileged to have like people that I can do that with. So, or I won't do that and I'll literally just go see. I mean, it's usually through Instagram these days. So I'll just go through their profile, see if they're following anyone that I know personally, and then sort of go back and forth that way. Um, if there's at least maybe at this point, I'd say two, I'm pretty familiar with most of the rope community now. So if there's at least two people who are like, yeah, they're good. They're safe to work with. They've, I've had no bad history with them. Or even if they can just say to me, I know of them, I haven't heard anything bad, but I also think they're relatively new to the scene. That then gives me like enough information to then go back to them and be like, hey, so a couple of people know you, but like, it doesn't sound like you've tied with too many people. And then you just sort of touch base and see what it is they are wanting. Like, why are they reaching out to you on that particular day? Like, what is it that's made you want it? Because it's really, <laughs> what, for rope specifically? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you know, I, there, there are days where I'm like, oh, am I putting something out differently today or yeah, what is it? <laughs> so, yeah. so that's rope. So you've been in that for the last six months. Before, yeah. before that, you, your uh, humiliation and degradation, how does, how does that play into your arsenal of kink? As you probably noticed, I'm a pretty, like, I'm pretty extroverted. I'm a pretty, pretty like, um, not dominant personality, but actually, no, I probably am more of a dominant personality in my day-to-day -day life and in my work and in my everything that I tend to do. I'm normally very in charge of it. It's a very typical story. I feel like a lot of people answer like this um, in regards to why they get pleasure out of, you know, humiliation or degradation. But for me, it's, and it has to be with someone that I actually respect as a person as well. That's actually like quite an important factor to me. I can't just like hook up with someone and have them start calling me a slut and I'll just be like, yep, that's amazing. I'm going to be like, whoa, 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 hang on, <laughs> hang on. You don't fucking know me. <laughs> um, but if you have that sort of dynamic with the person and then, you know, it's, you have enough chemistry and enough trust that you can do that with someone, it can just be very freeing in the way of like, just sort of minimizing you just for a second. Um, where you don't have to make decisions 
and you don't have to sort of try and hold up any sort of facade or mask, anything like that. And where, you know, there are obviously, like, there's a huge scale of... Oh, absolutely. ...praise but degradation as well. It's probably one thing on your own, though, is it? You're not just going, oh, I just want that. No. Is it something that you role play or how do you... How does that work with you? It doesn't tend to come only with a with a role play sort of scene for me. Um, it's very sort of, if it feels, if we've pre-discussed it and it's all good and it feels natural at the time, normally just in a dynamic where the other person has like, you know, where there's a power play, where there's more dominance on the side of the other person, um, then I usually say, yeah, all good for a little bit of praise, a little bit of degradation. Sometimes I'm like, you can just call me whatever you want and that's what I'm in the mood for that day. And for some reason, I've I've realised about myself, if I've had a really hard day or a really hard week, I definitely lean more into like the degradation side. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. Um, if I'm in a better headspace, I'll want the praise, but it just yeah. sort of changes and changes. But it doesn't come in a role play sort of setting. It has. Yeah. It can. But it's just something that if I have an ongoing thing with someone and we both know that that's good, like I'm more than happy to receive that. And that always puts me, always puts me into sort of like a little happy place. Does the opposite um, to what the actual words that are coming out are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a tricky thing to try and put into words, isn't it? Because you just know as a person when you're enjoying something that you're enjoying it. Yeah. Such a crazy thing to say to someone that you like being called absolutely filthy things in any other scenario. But then there's this one particular where it feels really good and does the opposite effect. So, yeah, I haven't quite worked out, if I'm honest. Is it something that you would say to a partner, hey, I'd like you to call me this, or do you prefer that they take the lead on it? No, I don't like, in regards to that, I don't like when someone just springs that on me. I do prefer to say you are allowed or I give you consent to call me A, B, and C or anything along those lines, yeah. or I enjoy this. But I also won't explicitly ask for it, especially if I'm seeing someone newly. So, because I don't know where they sit with it yet. Normally, if they come out and say it, it's a pretty good indication that that's something that they're probably into as well. And I feel like you find out pretty quickly if they're not, because they'll immediately feel bad or it's just oh, like you can see it on their face. And then you have to be the one that's like, it's all right. My feelings aren't hurt. We're all good. Um, but yeah, I also don't go to, you know, every partner I ever have and be like, I need you to call me a slut. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that at all. You want to sort of feel out a dynamic with someone first and then you can sort of. I mean, go you go on there. a date with someone like I would and then you go, oh, by the way, I have a, <laughs> I have a BDSM dungeon and that usually will either <laughs> scare the fuck out of them, make them run away or, or they'll be like, like oh, oh, okay, curious. hello. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite have anything like that punchy yeah, 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 to yeah, yeah. say. It's that's like, that's a bit a, of a make or break. It's point. a great pickup line. It either they're yeah, either well, yeah. they're either saying like it's a yes or a no, and there's no in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, that seems to be. I forget that not everyone knows what bondage is. Oh. And not everyone yeah. knows what ro rope um, shibari or rope bondage is. Because yeah. I'll just bring it up in conversation and then I realise I have to do the whole explanation it's a hundred people. It's a hundred, and I'm it's, like, oh, it's more question. It's a Q&A, isn't it? It really is. And then you don't always feel like talking about it. And I'm like, why did I say anything? <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So So what about um, impact play? I, I, I love impact play. So yeah, that's I can tell by the... Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know those paddles on the wall over there and they fucking hurt. Um, yeah. I see, I only, um, again, it's certain people and certain energies that I'll t receive that from. Yeah. 
and it depends on the day as well. Sometimes I just want like a little, um, oh, you can hear that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll just want like more of a thud, like a little bit of a thud. Thuddy or sticky would be I'm your favourite. Yeah, I'm more of a thuddy, thuddy? gal. Yeah. Um, but if I'm in the mood for a little more pain than what I would normally take, I'll actually go for sting. For me, that's, even though it's quicker, that's more unbearable done over and over and over again. I only recently really became able to do like full impact sessions. That's been very hard for me to like work my way up to. Normally I just prefer it incorporated into something else I'm doing. I find it takes a lot of mental energy and like prep to do a whole. How, how long is a session then to you? If you were to do impact oh, play? Probably 30 minutes yeah. for me is like a sweet spot. Yeah. I'm, I'd be 20 to 30 minutes. My hands are wrecked. Yeah, so well, I can imagine yeah. on the other the, side of it as well. Well, I've got a lot of stuff. I'm more on the intimate side of, yeah, of, of it. So I prefer to use my hand. Um, I I was telling someone this morning um, when we were chatting about them coming on yeah. about the misery stick. Oh, God. I and, only found out what that was the other day. She was in here. <laughs> no. um, she sent some photos to do a post. And one of the photos was of the misery stick. And I was like, that's my favorite toy. And that's the one that I end on. And I end on doing a hashtag. So you know that you're going to get four of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you've only found out about the, you've, you've only just found out about that. Yeah. It is the small, like size doesn't matter. It clearly. looks so um, deceivingly like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. I, and I had a friend just do like, not even full pressure. It was just like over the thigh, welts, just oh, yeah. tears almost immediately. I was like, this is, whoever made this is evil, evil person. Yeah. And if someone did that to me at the end of an impact session, I reckon I'd be like, and we're done. That's the end of it. So, yeah, 30 minutes in, you've just lots of spanks. Do you like the hand as well or do you like that intimacy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm like a big fan of also just having like no tools for certain parts of it. Yeah. Like I actually think you need a good blend. Yeah. I get a little bit overwhelmed or sometimes just bored, If which it sounds like it should be the opposite way. But if tools or the same tools keep coming out all the time, just like, geez, I could honestly just do like skin right now. Yeah. That would be, that would do the trick. But again, it, it's so dependent on the day. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Are you vocal or yeah. are you very, yeah? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, sometimes you can struggle with someone's silent. You're like, I don't know if you liked it or if you hated it. Kind of yeah. Thing. And, and like, see, I've been, I've been with people that are like that, but then also I've been on the opposite side where I've been doming. And I'm getting no, like, facial expressions, sounds, and I'm just like, are you alive? Like, I'm either doing a shocking job or I'm doing a really good job or you're not into this, but I wouldn't know. When we when I use the spanking bench, then mm. that's the beauty of having the, the mirror. So yeah. you can, while you're behind, you can look straight in their face. Because if they oh, don't make a sound, yeah. then, you know, you can do that. Yeah. So I just want to go back. You just said that you've done a little bit of doming. So yeah. <laughs> how do, talk to me about that. Yeah. Um, it's, I used to call myself a switch. I don't tend to anymore, but I have, if someone really desires that, I'm happy to. It's not something I like to indulge super frequently because it, A, it's just not my preference. I like it, um, but I only like it with particular people as well. And I have to really like you. And be like, fuck yeah, I'll dom you. 
okay. I'm into you enough that I'm like happy to to yeah. indulge that for you. Yeah. But it's not like the first thing that I want to do yeah. when I, you know, when I'm doing a, a scene with someone. It's probably not something I'm going to bring up at all, actually, unless the other person asks me to. Um, and even then, it, it's a lot of thought that goes like significantly less than being a, a sub um, for me personally. A lot more thought that goes into it because there are so many different types of doming someone as well, and I feel like everything is used very loosely now. Um, dom sub, the, it could mean literally anything, right? And then sometimes people just want like a little bit of this, you know what I mean? And then sometimes they want to be completely humiliated. Sometimes, sometimes you have to do no humiliation, no degradation. Like there's a really hard line on that. And it's just, it overwhelms me a little bit because I don't want to cross over any lines that have been, yeah. you know, not willingly, obviously I'd be doing it accidentally, but there's heaps of responsibility in that role as well, which I, I don't do it frequently. So I get a little bit like, oh, <laughs> hopefully I don't um, piss anyone off, but I haven't had complaints. Yeah. Well, no. Now <laughs> <laughs> you didn't sound surprised just yeah. then. <laughs> So when you have a, a new partner, how do you confess and, and tell them your likes and your dislikes? Where's the craziest place you've done it? I've been asked this before and I can't, I can't remember what I said. Where was the last public place? Mm, probably like a public bathroom or something, like not that crazy. But that would have been the most recent. Yeah. Yeah. That's well that, and you struggled to remember that. So it obviously wasn't It wasn't like great. it wasn't like fireworks. <laughs> no, no. I remember feeling pretty wrong one time we um or the myself and my partner at the time, I think it was like 10 10 30 at night and the house was really hot so we went outside and we went to like it was like a um a park next to a children's playground and that didn't feel good. That felt really fucking wrong. I didn't realise there was a playground there. I didn't have my glasses on or anything. And he was like, there's a playground over there. And I was like, oh, oh, very good. I hope no one listens to this and is like, okay, straight on sex offender registry. Because I swear to God, I didn't know the playground was there. But that was not a good one. I was like, oh, no, we're done. We're wrapping this up. This is terrible. No, this was the worst idea we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, that All wasn't right. great. Now, when you are with a male or a female, does your dynamic change? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. so? Um, regardless of whether it's a male or a female, it's um, it's really dependent on the other person's personality as well. So I naturally pr prefer to drop into more of a, like, if there's a power dynamic, I'm going to be on the, like, more submissive side of it. But you meet people that are not dominant personalities and they also don't want to be dominant in that sense as well and I have had dynamics like that I don't I personally don't get as much out of it if I'm the one in charge just because again I'm a bit of a I make, control makes, freak in my real life that makes perfectly good sense to me I like someone let's say who's submissive in the bedroom not in life so when you're a moron in life and you bring <laughs> that into the bedroom yeah. and then you just go oh my god can you make a decision on like, no wonder you wear Velcro shoes kind of thing. So that's where I was, I was going with that question to think, yeah, you want someone. So your attraction to someone, it's probably more what they're, they got to be tall. They've got to be. I don't have a, a, a checklist that I yeah. need to stick to per se. I do tend to be attracted to the same. If we're, if we're going physical characteristics, I do tend to be attracted to similar looking people, but then also 
if you have charisma and you can hold a conversation with me, which sounds so basic, but you'd be surprised how fucking hard that oh, is. Oh, I can imagine. Um, and also, like, you can challenge me. You can actually challenge me and make me think twice about what it is I'm saying. And also, I do enjoy when when it's just like sexual partners and stuff. I do enjoy just like a level of intensity in in just the you know how we are around each other. Like, I don't want it to feel easy. Yeah, you like a bit of a challenge. A little bit, or at least make me a little bit nervous because I'm not often. So it's a question I, I I actually got asked a little while ago and I thought, yeah. oh, it's a really good one. What percentage of your, what is it, kink versus non-kink? Like, yeah. like, do you like vanilla sex kind of thing? Like, is it it's all or nothing or do you, do you like a good blend to go, oh, yeah, I don't mind a Sunday morning breakfast? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll... Uh, or are you just all live the lifestyle 24 hours a day and just want to be controlled? I've had, I've had vanilla sex, of course. Yeah. I'd, um, but what would I take? And again, what is your definition of yeah. vanilla? What is your definition of kinky? If I'm going off of what mine is, then I'm, I'm never going to take the vanilla sex over the, or even just like, even if it's not kinky, even if it's just like dirtier sex, you know what I mean? I'm always going to take that because I get more out of that. And then I don't know. That's just that's what that's what I've always been like in that way, <clears throat> and I find it quite boring to go the other way unless it's a really particular circumstance. I don't know. Maybe I'm super super hungover and I'm not actually really feeling like doing that. And I'm like, yep, whatever. Let's just. Where's your journey been? So you started kink when you were sixteen, unknowingly. Yeah. Unknowingly. <laughs> where are you now compared to where you were? Like, yeah. How's that journey been? Yeah. It's it's been interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I didn't actively know people in the Perth kink scene or even know, I think even know fully that I was practicing any sort of kink until I was maybe 19. Like that just didn't compute. I just didn't put two and two together. And I also just had really, really limited knowledge of it as well, of what I was actually doing, what the dangers were surrounding what I was doing. Have you been in difficult situations? Yeah. How did that make you feel? They never feel good. Yeah. They never feel good. You don't forget them either. Yeah. Um, and I've been in difficult situations, you know, kink, non-kink related, doesn't matter. A lot of the time when you do introduce that in there, though, it can become pretty, you know, it can get dangerous pretty quickly as well, especially because a lot of people treat kink really, really willy-nilly yeah. <clears throat> or they do it without much information. And there are some things you can do, I guess, more like that, but then there are things that you, you definitely can't. But because I think it's a bit more accepted now, people are just like, oh, yeah, cool, I'll jump on that and then sort of get carried away with it. Um, to answer your question, though, it's been really interesting and it's definitely been very... It's been really nice meeting like-minded people, especially when I was like 19, 20 and only just sort of realizing what I was doing and then more in that realm that I could enjoy and then just more information about what I was actually doing and then also that there were other people that are also like that to so many different varying degrees. That was a really cool thing to find out and just to learn a bunch of stuff that I didn't even know. I'm very much on the opposite side of that now where there's really not many things you can tell me that you've done that are going to make me bat an eye. Um, I've done some pretty, like, some pretty crazy shit as well now. And so you sort of just get desensitised, which I find quite funny. So what's the craziest you've done then that you're prepared to confess to? Recently, though, and I... <laughs> oh, look at this smile. 
No. <laughs> it's more because you know what I actually oh, work off now? Yeah. You know what I work off? Because again, I'm quite, I don't think a lot of what I do is like, wow, that's fucking crazy, you know? But I'll tell friends and it, I'll base it like off the reactions I get if they're like, what the fuck, Gigi? Yeah. Like, that's so ridiculous. I was recently, um, I traveled over to South Australia to just to do some rope for a couple of weeks. And I remember thinking at one point I was in someone's shed, like in the middle of like country. It was not even like in the city. It's like in country, South Australia. And it's like a 40 degree day. And I'm like sweating and there's like flies landing on me. And I'm standing in this shed and the entire shed is covered in like plastic sheets. They're like, it's just not a good... Sexter kind exactly, of vibe. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And there's a big rig, which if you didn't know what it looked like, would look like something totally yeah. different as well. And I've been tied to this rig. Like I'm full, like I can't feel my shoulders or my arms or my hands. My neck is killing me. I'm sweating. I, I, can't, I have no physical ability to get any of these flies off of my body. And it was just like a tie for like some photos and that sort of thing and yeah. a little bit of content. But then to my left the entire time, I was super aware of like a couple of machetes, rifles. So he goes out pig shooting. He hangs the pigs up there. Yeah, and, and right. Hey, now you're Plastic up there. sheets for the blood. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I looked over and I was like, I, I now have no more control. I've got nothing. There is nothing I could do in this situation to like fix this. We ended up using the machete as like part of what was filmed that oh. day. Yeah, that was pretty So you were on. filming content for what? Uh, originally we were just fucking around, but then it, I ended up putting it up on my site on my OnlyFans. Um, and OnlyFans were like, hell no, there's a machete in that video. <laughs> OnlyFans rejected your video. Yeah, they were like, no, that's you, you cannot put that up here. And I wasn't like being hacked up or anything, obviously. It was just very sort of like, it's, it's the fear element of it that's hot, you know? So tell me about OnlyFans. Yeah, I've been doing OnlyFans since 2020 as when everyone started, beginning of the pandemic. And it's been really, it's been really, really cool. And I've actually met a lot of the people I know now in Kink because they've like followed my OnlyFans, which has been sick. But yeah, I've still got my OnlyFans. It does fluctuate how regularly I post on there though. It also is dependent on whether I have like uh, content partners at the time, which are not particularly easy to come by. Again, you've got to go through the whole vetting process and then there's usually like a an off ratio with how many female content creators there are to how many male. There's usually quite a, a lot more female, which is fine. You can do content with other females as well, but sometimes you don't. So, Do you do content with men and women? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done content with both men and women. Yeah, yeah. My preference is to do it with men. Yeah, but I will do, I will do it with women. But I also don't, it's not lifestyle for me. So I'm not someone that's going to go on tours and book like content in. I could do it. But it's just, it, it looks really easy. It's very taxing in a lot of ways, especially when you've literally like never met someone and you're like, all right, uh, see you, I'll see you on the 20th at this hotel and we're going to do this and then we'll send it to each other and we'll edit it and we'll put it up, which is what mi- millions of people are doing. But like for me, that's shattering. So I only do it when I'm like in the headspace to, to be able to do that. So then I'm not the best because I'm like not the most frequent poster and there are girls who post every single day, constant collaborations, mad respect. It's really hard work. It's really hard work. But if you commit to it, I guess, is that the money's there, is it? Like, Absolutely. Or is it, it, it Absolutely. Is, it is Even, a career. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Even if I put in like, let's go 10% more effort than usual, I will see those results. 
almost immediately. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So if I was to go all in, um, there'd be a lot. There is a lot in yeah. it. Yeah. You said there that it could be a bit taxing on you emotionally. Emotionally, physically, everything. It's also quite a, um, well, hey, maybe it's just because I've done maybe less of it than a lot of the like more prolific creators in WA, but you do sort of have to do a lot of mental prep for it. I don't know. It's just sort of not something that I like, I love, love, love doing. Like I couldn't make, I don't know that I could make my full career out of it, but I go through phases where I'm like, fuck yeah, let's get OnlyFans going. And I'll like line up a bunch of collabs and I just knock them out. And I feel really good about that. And then I'm like, I'm exhausted and I don't want to meet a new person, let alone have sex with them for the next six months. You've changed over the years. Where do you see that moving? Meeting you a few times, uh, you're very bright, you're very bubbly. And it's really interesting to see how much rope you're now starting to do and seeing you now start down that journey where the photos, you're, you're just getting better and better at it. Um, so it looks, it, it looks, yeah. I mean, you look at some of and you, and for those who you know, have a look on your page and stuff like that, because you see you're doing rope on yourself. Oh yeah, that's super new though. Yeah, yeah. I'm very very beginner um, at that. But I guess like I do I do it enough and I do it often with people that have the experience yeah. and the knowledge. That even though I'm not like fully doing a course or anything at the moment, I'd like to eventually. Um, but to to rig that is, you do learn little bits and pieces just from being a bunny, oh. like. Absolutely. Especially when you work with the same people all the time as well, which yeah. I, I tend to. So you really quickly learn what your body will and won't respond to as well, where things hurt, where you think you can handle it and like go from there. And so when I do self-tie or at least attempt to self-tie in the, in the very basic ways that I know how to self-tie, it's nice to be able to have some of that sort of meditative space that I would normally get with another rigger doing that for me. Yeah. That's mostly why I've done that. If I just really want to relax and drop out or just try something, like if I'm just lapping it on myself, then, you know. Is it a bit of foreplay for you, do you find, as a foreplay? Mm, yeah, no, they're pretty limited to either, like if I'm working, I'm doing a scene with a rigger, that's yeah. not necessarily going to be a sexual scene, just tying. I have a few times incorporated rope into sexual experiences, but I wouldn't call them, um, I wouldn't call it foreplay. I would say rope gets used during like it's, it's, we're past foreplay. We're like oh, yeah, yeah. bringing it out. No, no, yeah. Oh God. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Then, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the first time, the first couple of times I properly did, um, like flow rope yeah. with someone. Oh my gosh. I felt like I was on a cloud for like 48 hours and the, dr but the drops, like the oh, rope so you drops, drop. not much anymore. No, no. In the beginning I did very badly. Every time I did rope, I would drop. I can't say I've dropped really that I can think of recently, maybe in the past like four or five. Impact play, do you drop? Yeah, a little bit more, a little bit more, but I don't do a lot of impact play. Yeah. It's always very planned if I'm going to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't come through spontaneously too much in like scenes and things like yeah. that. It can, but it just doesn't often. But yeah, I'm likely more likely to drop after that but I also demand a bit more aftercare if I do impact play I don't need as much with rope I'm pretty simple with my rope aftercare like very easy actually so yeah but your body also just adjusts and it knows what things are supposed to feel like when you come out of it as well like if that's a little bit sore or that doesn't feel good you start you can be like oh yeah I can attribute that to a b and c so do you like I'm gonna say it where you go to the beach you get a little bit sunburnt and then you do a bit of rope do you enjoy that bit of inflicted pain on top of it 
Yeah, it depends on the day. I definitely can do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> it's it's still added pain. And if it's a day where I was going to go in and say, yep, I'm prepared for a really spicy tie today. Yeah. I want marks. I want welts. I want to have to really breathe through this. I want to push my body. Then sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes I just want to be in really comfy rope. Yeah. The difference in the types of ropes? Talk to me about that. Um, I can't like extensively tell you all the different types of ropes. I'm most experienced with jute, which I believe is what most people use. And it's suspension, uh, most jute suspension safe and that sort of thing. So when I first started getting tired, it's, it's always been jute. And so when I bought my own ropes, they're jute. And I do prefer a scratchier feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And also I find that jute, it just holds better. It just ties better, holds tension better. I feel safer in it. I'm not going to drop. I'm not going to, you know, where I've used like that velveteen sort of rope. And I've, I think I've used nylon a couple of times and it feels nicer. Like it feels softer, but I'm not as confident that that knot's going to hold. I feel like it's just going to slowly sort of slip. Absolutely not. No, no, no. And they always say as well, when you buy it, they're like, this is not suspension safe. Like don't use this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much my knowledge of like... No, well, it's more than most, so yeah. you're fine with that. Jute. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's just because I spend a lot of time like actually listen to what my riggers are doing and like what they're using on me and I'm much more familiar with it now, so... And you probably don't realise until you meet someone oh, who definitely. knows less yeah. than you do and then you go, oh, shit, I know so much about this because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah, yeah. Like I had some friends with me on the weekend and they bought some like rope, like some pink rope that they got from a sex shop yeah. over and they were like, is there anything you can do with this? And I was like, yeah, I can do something like really basic with this and I'm tying it. Throw and your I, mouth up with it and just wrap it around their mouth. Oh, I should have <laughs> done that. I'm out here trying to do like just some simple like arm ties and I was like, it's not staying. Like <laughs> you can't do anything with this rope. It's designed to just do the cute little like tie the two wrists together or the feet or exactly put it in the mouth so you just mentioned some friends so uh, how many what's your friend ratio of vanilla versus kink and they the vanilla ones are aware of it yeah yeah but you're very open on social so if someone yeah it's not like it's oh hello surprise all right i've got a couple more questions about rope because i i i'm really enjoying seeing you you continue to develop that and you just seem really happy and confident in what you're doing on there. Um, how is that journey from the start of Rope to now? Did you see that? I can see it, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think it shows first in just um, your response to Rope changes a little bit and then what you want out of Rope starts to change as well. So when I first started doing it, I was like, this feels great. I want to do it all like as much as I can. But yeah. then I didn't have any sort of like purpose for it or wasn't seeking anything out. I was just like, that's cool. I just want to do that again. And then now I'm very much like, I want to build my pain tolerance with face down suspensions. Right. I want to be able to improve my flexibility so that I can do things like in a face down suspension, have my legs touch the back of my head or come close to touching the back of my head in like a back bend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I have very specific sort of things that I want to achieve for that. Um, I want to be suspended in what we call a, like a you know, single leg photo. Yep. Yeah. Which is something that I just did not think was on the cards for me. Cause that's really quite painful in this area for me. Do I think I could work up to it relatively soon? Yeah, I do. Because I'm building that tolerance as well. And then just things like the first few times you see your body in rope and you're yeah. like, Oh my God, I look like a pork, like yeah. ready to be 
you know, roasted. It's not the most flattering pose that you can do. Like. <laughs> it's, it's not, but it's also not meant to be. No. Your body and your skin is going to move when yeah. someone's putting a tight piece of rope on it. Like, it makes total sense, but we're so ridiculous. I love the confidence that you you will own those photos instead of the to. instead of just the one that you go, oh, yeah, look, that looks pretty. You're out there going, this is bits and pieces hanging any direction. Yeah. <laughs> And you just look at it, you just go, you have so much fun doing it and it looks great. I to really watch. do. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you ha there's no point doing that and then having photos taken of it and not being confident in them. And also, geez, when I'm like, if I'm in the air or I'm not in the air, if I'm in the rope, I'm working hard. It takes a physical toll on your body. I'm having to keep, keep awareness around a lot of different things happening. Is the sensation I'm feeling in this area circulation loss or is it my nerves are going? Uh, getting compressed. Is this a good feeling? Is it a bad feeling? Do I, am I enjoying the pain in this area or would I actually rather less? Do I want more tension, more of a stretch? I have to think about all those things, right? And if I can do that and then someone like takes a photo of me or a video of me and I still look good doing it, like oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Like absolutely. I'm going to be proud of that. You know what I mean? It's like, again, people make it look really deceivingly easy. Um, so every time I am able to do that, I'm always like really proud of myself and I'm like, cool, I can do more next time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the, all the stories that you get asked all the time which you go, oh, fuck, now, now you're just going to jump on and, and confess to them all? <laughs> oh, do you mean when I said, like, I guess you guys will get the answers anyway? This is really annoying me recently. I keep getting asked, what are your rates? And do you escort? And I've gone on my story so many times and said, please, like, really nicely, I'm like, please stop inboxing me. I don't do any full service sex work. I can give you the names of a hundred and one lovely girls in the Perth area that do that and they don't give a shit. They're like, okay, but how much for you? And I'm like, did you read what I said? <laughs> uh, for a phone call, yeah. it'll be about 30 seconds. Like I've just said, I don't offer that. I frequently get that. I don't get many dick pics. Get a lot of like, you know, please, will you send me nudes? And then you say no. And they're like, please, 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 please. Yeah. Please, my, I don't have any friends. Please, I don't have any money. And it's like, holy shit, this is so sad. This is so sad. I've had a guy asking to give him a, a month free trial for my OnlyFans for like on and off for two years. Go on. <laughs> and it costs $5. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, you still haven't you still just haven't. made the commitment, nah. you know? <laughs> It makes me laugh so hard. You have to laugh about it. Otherwise, it gets incredibly taxing and frustrating. All right. So how? So to wrap this up, how do people find you? How do they find me? Yeah. Um, so easiest way to find me is probably on Instagram, which is badgalgg underscore x. And then my OnlyFans username is exactly the same. Exactly the same. Now that I've said it, and I'm like, oh, my God, is it exactly the same? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> We will add the link in the show notes. Yeah, I think that's I the think best way to go. I that. bet you I've never doubted this once in my life. And now oh, I'm now, on, gonna like, doubt it. now I'm gonna doubt it. Yeah. So badgalgg underscore X. I'm pretty sure that's the case across all my all my stuff. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. It was a pleasure to have you.